0: Log Talk Radio.
1: to the, uh, it's not really the eve of the Super Bowl. We're two days until the Super Bowl, but it's the big Super Bowl blowout
0: show. How's it going, Sam? Uh, another day in paradise, man. It's Friday oh, evening. Um, you know, weekend's upon us. Big weekend is upon us, so, uh, you know, can't wait. Very, very big weekend. Uh,
1: super excited for the game. Uh, today's show is going to be primarily discussing uh the Super Bowl, uh doing uh we have a couple games lined up for the Super Bowl uh, for for our show today. Uh doing uh Super Bowl Word Association, which we'll have a guest doing some of that. Um and then but really we're we'll gonna kick off the show talking NBA trade deadline. because uh, there were some major moves. It wasn't it wasn't a quiet trade deadline this year. There were I mean, we didn't see a really a ton of superstars move around, but we had uh a couple pretty Noticeable trades, and then we had the obviously the blockbuster between Philly and Brooklyn. Uh, what, what, what's your take on that, man? Um, I I think both teams kind of won the deal, but how do you, how do you feel about that trade?
0: So we we all knew that that they you know that Mori wanted um, you know a premium to get to kind of unload Ben Simmons, and everyone thought he was crazy for even putting it out there for as long as he did. Um, but it looks like he netted something in return. So, um, from what I read, uh, he, you know, um, Harden will pick up his $47.3 million option for next year. That gives him a little bit more than like about a year and a half with the Sixers before he decides where he wants to go. But I think the way that he forced his way out of Brooklyn and the way he forced his way out of Houston before that, um, I don't know. It's going to catch up to him at some point. He's going to have a bad rep. Uh, if he doesn't already have one by now, um, yeah. he's going to be seen as a, as a troublesome player that it really looks like he's just honestly chasing a ring now at this point, he wants along with his MVP and his, you know, prolific shooting and everything else. He wants that finals, uh, you know, ring. He wants that ring where h you know, around him, his peers have gotten rings, um, but he hasn't, so it really looks like he's chasing it, and he, I don't think he has a shot with the sixers. i'm sorry No, he's i not still i still think in 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 the east brooklyn and and uh the the bucks still have a, a a very good uh lineup you know now you have um you have Simmons and I hear that the the New York mask mandate and the vaccination mandate might be ending soon, so that means that Kyrie will be able to play home games so now you have. Um, you have Simmons to go to pick up, uh, for anywhere from one to three, if he, if way he wants better to, defender. Way, way better, better defender. defender, he can pick up one to three, no problem. And still handle point guard duties, taking, you know, uh, you know, uh, basically taking the ball out of the hands of Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. And now he has two great shooters. I mean, he has Patty Mills and he has Seth Curry, you know, um, that's great. That's 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 good kickout options. You know, that's great for the for the for the team. And they didn't do so bad in picking up Drummond because they were they were a um, little bit light on the on the big man you know end. No. Aldridge Griffin, um, they couldn't they can't handle playing you know w- with the bigger guys now. They need someone like Drummond who's a little bit younger, still very active in the paint. You know, he could bang with some big bodies if he has to. With the go-bear if he has to, really, you know. Yeah.
1: You can, and I'll be honest with you though. If I'm the Nets, after the season's over, I'm exploring getting rid of Kyrie.
0: Oh, absolutely! One hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent.
1: That I can piece together to get rid of.
0: Like we were talking, I think Bean, you were talking about this earlier this week. If there's a way to to ship Kyrie to to Portland and grab Damian Lillard, yeah, that would be ultimate. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, I I and still
0: keep Simmons. You still have to keep Simmons though. You have to,
1: yeah, Yeah. because he's going to build around. Durant, right? And Simmons doesn't have to take the shots. That's why you got Kyrie and Durant there. He doesn't have to be the scorer. Simmons can go to the lane. He can defend. You know, if Simmons averages 14 points a game close to 10 assists and 8 rebounds, and he plays spectacular defense, I think that's good enough because you have Kyrie and K- KD that can score and Aldridge and Blake Griffin. That's roughly,
0: I think, his, his, his career averages. They hover around that mark, you know, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower. But, you know, if he's asked to chip in 14 points, 15 points, 16 points a game, but he's bringing his, you know, all all defensive first and second team honors, you know, when it comes to defense, and he's bringing, you know, the fact that he could still dish out eight, nine assists a game, yeah. And grab eight nine boards, which is damn near triple double. But yeah. he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to take the last shot. He doesn't have to wait at the foul line. You know, worry about missing shots because he has guys around him. You know, get the right. rebound, kick it out. Seth Curry hits a three. You know, that could be the game, right? Just, you know, um, a multitude of other players there. Uh,
1: Patty Mills can even hit shots, man, and coming off the bench. So I just I, I don't like James Harden. I to me he is one of the most overrated players to ever come into the league. Uh, His offensive stats are down across the board this season, and it's no coincidence that they're down because he can't get those foul shots that he's looking for. He cannot – he's not getting – he is not getting those calls that he once received where he was going to the free throw line
0: almost at a comical rate. Uh, So one thing about Harden, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like when Harden left OKC and was full-time with Houston the first two years, he was in shape, he was slashing, he was not getting the calls, he was doing everything he could possibly do. That's the version of Harden that I think he should have stayed. He gained weight, he got sloppy. He he then started using the refs, allowing him to get away with ticky-tack fouls as part of his game. To, to, to you know, boost his numbers, right? So, you know, once you take that away from the game, you go back to having to slash and do everything else you did and used to do before, but now you're, like, eight years older. Exactly. And it's not as easy to do. Um, he's yeah, still I'm a great sure. passer, in my opinion. You have an amazing, amazing, you know, high IQ passer that can do other things, but, like, he's no longer the player he was. I don't think so.
1: Please not. And then the basically the Sixers are getting post prime harden I and I think they're gonna overpay for him. And I think um that the next contract he gets, which will be uh, you know he, he's already. after
0: next year. After next he's 32, year.
1: Thirty two, right? He's thirty two years old. they're going to be paying him for his ages like 33 through 37 season and he's not going to have the production because he doesn't take the same care of his body that LeBron does and he hasn't adjusted his game with his age like Steph Curry did and I, I just think that life is going to come at James Harden very, very fast here. And I don't think he's going to be an all-NBA
0: type player
1: uh, in the next I
0: think that's what he kind of started seeing already in Houston. Yeah. Because of his lifestyle and how he lives and everything else that goes along with it, when he came to Brooklyn, he's like, I do not want to be the main guy anymore because I don't want I, I want to be even lazier than I was you know he before. Be. He
1: has to be now because Embiid doesn't stay healthy. He averages playing sixty games a season. He doesn't stay healthy. So what does that leave you with? Tobias Harris, like uh, you know who the they, they, you know the Ty and Tyrese Maxey I guess maybe, but you got rid of no them.
0: no. But those are not the those are not, nowhere near. Like if you were to take out Embiid and yeah. give that team to Harden and say you've got to go up against Jimmy Butler, Keith or Giannis Bucks, or Bulls. KD Nets, they're going to lose. They're going to lose.
1: The Bulls.
0: Absolutely, for that matter. Absolutely, Levine and DeMar, yes. You know, one and two, yeah, for sure.
1: Let me, let me uh, shift here away from James Harden for a minute, and I want to ask you, do you think LeBron regrets in L.A. now, dealing all the young talent?
0: To bring in Andrew. I really hope he does because if you go and turn around and look at what they gave up to 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 have what they have now like um ingram is a solid solid star he's a, he's like a you know fringe all star almost every year he made one all star a year um yeah. he was most improved another year um you have Randall who left well, you know right right before, but like Randall you have you know ingram.
1: Ball, Lonzo. Bronzo Ball,
0: right. The list can go on. You can go to secondary players and be like, you know what? You should have kept Hart, Josh Hart. You should have kept him. He's a good player off the bench. He's way better. you know. And, and for that matter, why did you get rid of Kuzma? Well, Kuzma's yeah. balling, balling out this year in Washington.
1: You know, Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell to get Russell Westbrook there, which was a terrible fit. Uh, here's the thing. Everybody wants to talk about LeBron's uh, – trips to the finals. I am gonna say this and it's controversial fine. But if you notice not going to Miami is different. His return trip to Cleveland and then him coming to LA. He brought himself stars. In Cleveland he, he kept he, he kept Kyrie but traded Wiggins away to get Kevin Love. And then in LA they sold the farm to get Anthony Davis. Do you know what's one thing in common with Kyrie, Kevin Love, and Anthony Davis? None of them could win on their own. Not a single one of them could. Anthony Davis made the playoffs once with the Pelicans. One time he took them to the playoffs, and they were an eighth seed, and they were unceremoniously swept by the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were never even close to the playoffs. What's the difference between Miami? Wade won a championship before LeBron got there,
0: and, and, Bosch, and Bosch was in the playoffs from Toronto prior yeah, to
1: that. Every year, he—they were winners. That's why they went to the four straight finals and won two of them. You yeah, can you
0: can't—you can't pick up upcoming stars and say that. Listen, I'm going to try to run the same deal. It's not going to happen not gonna happen
1: or you can't surround yourself with guys who don't know how to win Anthony Davis I'm telling you that championship in LA was a fluke it was a fluke because they got four months off uh, from the time the pandemic started before they resumed play they got an entire off season off before they had to go to the bubble
0: I mean Anthony- I mean let, let, let's take that with a grain of salt because there's been a lockout season and a lockout championship as well in the NBA you know with less games played and all kinds of other stuff but you know I agree that 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 championship comes with an asterisk but you know the biggest thing is that look at where they went from 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 a from a championship level team yeah to where they are the year after like that just shows to you that that championship probably wouldn't have happened on any other terms had it been a normal regular season
1: No I, yeah I don't think it does I, even if LA let's say is the top 2 or 3 seed in the west if they had to go straight from the grind of the regular season right to the playoffs, I don't think that they're the same team. I don't think they, they last. And then Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Anthony Davis is not a dominating force. Everybody can talk about his top ten player in the league, whatever, I need to see it from them because I don't. Because if you take LeBron off the Lakers tomorrow and you let the same – and then you make some moves, maybe deal Russell Westbrook, and, and then it's Anthony Davis' team. That's Davis' team now. Are they even a top eight seed in the in the
0: no. West? No. West is too loaded. So how can you
1: call someone a top ten player? Luka Doncic has done more with less in Dallas. Luka Doncic doing more with less in Dallas.
0: Giannis... I mean, honestly, if, even if you look at it, you know, in stretches, that Clippers team is actually very well coached. You know, it is. It um, is. Seeing very, that it they is. haven't had Kawhi and they they haven't had Paul George, yeah. still a very well coached team to stay abreast with certain teams, right? Yes, hundred percent. And they're
1: and they're they're sitting in the seventh or eighth seed right now with missing their star players, so. Um. All right, real quick, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up before we start to get the Super Bowl. Uh, two more trades uh, that I want to talk about before, and we'll kind of make it quick. The first one is the big one uh, where I don't know what the hell Dallas is thinking, dealing Przingis to the Washington for a bag of chips and a soda. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Burton, does that make Dallas better in the West?
0: No, no, that? but you know what it takes away? It takes away one fringe star from wanting attention, where they know. Look, they have to. They have to appease Luca. Luca is the the cornerstone of their franchise right now. He's there, dirt for the next ten years. So, you know, when you have a player like Porzingis, and Porzingis has been very moody, you know, throughout his entire career. But but when you have a player like Porzingis that says, "I'm not getting the ball enough," and all this other stuff. It it, it, Luca and him don't get along. There've been reports out there that say like they only play on the court. Outside the court, he doesn't even talk to him. You know, so so they're doing it to appease Luca, and in the process, they get trashed. To be honest with you, because Dinwiddie is, uh, he was better before his ACL. Let me put it that way. He was better before his ACL. And and Bertans last year he just shot lights out last year. I don't. And, and this year he's just looking normal, very very normal, with a below average defensive rating. Like you're giving you're giving Luca two players, one might be coming off the bench, and the other one might be might be starting. But either way, they they're, they don't mask a defensive issue that that they have. The Mavs have a defensive issue in their backcourt
1: trade uh real quick um i didn't see that schroeder got dealt to houston by boston for days. yeah yeah i
0: was watching i was i I was watching the tracker and, and i saw that pop up for daniel tice and uh, um yeah. i think canner was going to get waived um and something else like cash considerations i believe unbelievable
1: but, all right so the last deal i want to talk about is sacramento and indiana and holy cow did indiana Really make some good moves at the deadline. I really like this In the end, Not this year, but moving forward, you have Halliburton, Buddy Healed, Miles Turner comes back healthy. You you now took away that issue with him and you have Duarte together. And and that and you add Tristan Thompson, and then they also got you Nick still have L.
0: Duarte. You, you still have their their rookie. Which rookie? Duarte.
1: Oh yeah, Chris Duarte. Yeah. Yeah, and they they got rid of Karis LeVert's fine, and and they jettisoned some bonus, but man, that team is deep now. That team is, that that Pacers team is very deep now, and I...
0: See, I think the Pacers have always been the most fundamental development team um, in the NBA for, like, a long stretch of time. You know, they developed good players, uh, stars, you know, in certain instances, but... Um, they're they're able to get the most out of their players. So, um, I, I you know I, on any other team, Sabonis might not have been who he was. You know, three time All Star. Um, you know, but they they worked it up. They played to his strengths, and they you know they made it right. I think for the future, dude, that team is stacked. Howard Burton has defensive upside. He is like a spot spot, you know, he's a shooter. He's a he's a pure shooter dude. And you have some you got the defense on the down low with, with Miles Turner. Good team. Very good team. Very good team. I think it has has some chance in the next four or five years if they could either turn one of their existing guys into a star or somehow attract one more star. They saw Brogdon for like two more years as well. So I mean
1: yeah, they good, got team. Brock- good team. They are a very good team. I like I said, I don't think I think they're too far out of it this year to make any kind of noise leading up to the play in tournament. I don't I don't even think they'll make that. We'll see. But I think next year they could be like a forty two to forty five win team. Yes, and, and very much and the bottom like six, seven seeds starting out. But yes. I, I, I did really like the what the Pacers did at the deadline. All right. Uh, so now we're gonna move off MBA. It's time for the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a little, it hits a little bit different this year because the Bengals are in it, and uh, I've been a long-suffering fan of the franchise, and I do love them. Uh, I want to get to some. I, I don't have the audio for Carson Palmer, but he said some very controversial things on Brother from Another uh which is the Michael Holly and Michael Smith uh show that's on I believe it's on uh NBC or Peacock. Uh we're we're going to bring in my wife in a little bit to do uh Super Bowl uh word association. Uh we're going to see how that goes. Uh but uh first I uh, you know we we love to bash on him on this show uh Nick Wright. Um I got to play for you some hot pace, Nick Wright, because this is the highlight of the show. Now, I'm going to go to our poll real quick. Earlier in the day, we put up on the poll, is Nick Wright a no-talent hack? 78% of the audience said yes. So I'd like to have a word with the other 22% and get that to 100%, because that really is what it should be, 100%. But apparently, a small portion of our audience has some feelings for Nick Wright, so I don't know what that's about. But uh, I, I want to I play this first Nick Wright take here. Um, I can't wait to play this. Here we go.
2: Jen, I want to buy it. I have tried to be all week supportive of the Bengals. I have talked about how Joe Burrow can become the best quarterback alive with a Super Bowl win. Now, Broussard talked me out of that with his compelling pro-Mahomes argument, but I was (laughs) almost there. I talked yesterday Ah. about how Joe Burrow is essentially the coolest man alive, taking that title from Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, During the year, when Wilds was peddling his baby goat propaganda, before it was cool, I was like, oh, Jamar Chase is the best rookie. So I've tried to get there. However... Over the last 48 hours, I've dug into this game greatly because I'm going to have to make a lot of bets on this football game to try to get even on the bets I lost on the last football game with the Chiefs. i have to make a lot of bets. And I've come to this conclusion, Broussard, the Bengals aren't very good. And I don't mean like they're not very good at the first super. Bowl. They're just not very good. They honestly could have, should have, probably in a more, you know, you play it ten times, would have lost all of their playoff games. The Raiders are the Raiders played poorly and have a first and goal from the nine to force overtime. The Titans played terribly and are driving to get into field goal range. The Chiefs are rolling them before I don't know what happened. A ghost came in and inhabited Patrick Mahomes' body. This is a Bengals team that lost to the Jets, that lost to the Bears, that got annihilated by the Browns. Not, I'm not talking about Week 18 when they weren't playing people. I'm talking about when they were playing people. Got annihilated by the Chargers. Needed a last-second field goal to, to beat the Jags. Needed a last-second touchdown to beat the Broncos. I, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I do think this is a fluke. I don't think the Bengals have a chance. I don't think they're a very good team, and I, I, I didn't want to be there, but that's where I'm at. I would be utterly and completely shocked on the level that I have not been shocked in a Super Bowl since Eli over the undefeated Patriots if the Bengals were to win this game, and it's not because I think the Rams are world beaters, it's because I think the Bengals we're a 10-17 that probably should have been 9-8, and eight, and they're not that good. Sorry. That-
1: so, you know, it's, it's easy to say revisionist history and say, oh, well, you know, they needed this or this needed to happen and this could have happened or would have happened or should have happened. It's not what happened. And you could talk about the Bengals – barely beating the jaguars that's fine but the jaguars beat the bills in the in the regular season and they beat the colts in the regular season and the jaguars didn't beat the bengal's the bengal's ended up beating them the jets also beat the titans among other teams in the in the regular season i you know and, and a lot of those losses came Earlier in
0: the season, uh, or
1: happened earlier in the season. Listen,
0: man, at this point, you know, with Nick Wright, we have to understand, like, he's going to have to eat his words (laughs) again, probably, right? So, you know, getting down to, like, what the true facts are, everything that he's stated has – it makes sense if you take away the end score, right? (laughs) If you take away the end score, everything he's saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm buying it. They're 9-18, maybe 10-7. and seven They got lucky. That's fine. You, you take all that away. You look at the end score of their games. It's, it's W-W-W. So, I mean, I don't care what Nick Wright has to say because the Bengals won. You know, a win is a win is a win. I don't care how you get it done. You know, it, you could win by a field goal or you could win by a safety. It doesn't matter. A win is a win is a win. So, Nick Wright's completely out of his mind and he's going to lose even more money cuz he's going to bet against the Bengals probably you know if if he if if the Bengals win he's definitely going to lose money but you know even if the Rams win he's going to you know he's going to get beat on the spread so <laughs> either way he's going, to, he's going to it's going to be a loss for him
1: yeah i mean the uh, here's another thing is like he talks about well they needed this to beat this team they needed this to beat this team you can look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers too i'm pretty sure it would be getting a lot of uh, hype if they were in the Super Bowl this year. Held on for dear life to beat the Jets in Week 17. They beat them 28-24. They lost nine nothing to the Saints and Taysom Hill. They lost 29-19 to the Washington Football Team. They they barely beat Mac Jones in his. Fourth start ever. They beat the New England Patriots nineteen
0: to
1: seventeen. I, I just, you know, you can look at any team's schedule and find games against not great opponents.
0: Yeah, but then then you then you start looking into are they divisional matchups? You know, how, you know, there's a bunch of different things. So why even look at those matchups? Period. You right. know, I'm not going to even I'm not going to look at those matchups period because the Bucs are not in the finals. You know, they're right. not playing for the Super Bowl. I don't care how questionable their wins were. Their wins were not enough. The yeah. thing is, Cincinnati, what they have going for them is a, is is a stroke of luck. Literally, is a stroke of luck that's moving them forward. And it's good because you know what? They are a good enough football team to get the job done. But they're getting luck uh, in every one of these games where they're making it, you know, making it work for themselves. Other three- teams have seen that magic in the past. You know, every, you know, we've seen that with. With wildcard teams like you know Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers, Packers they were a nine and seven wild card team that year when they won it all. You know same
1: with the Giants. The Giants were a nine and seven.
0: Correct, team. absolutely. Again, so they they some of these teams they catch. And I'm not saying that because I lost a seven and seven team that w- ended up winning the the fantasy football you know championship in my league, uh, and I was ten and four. It has nothing to do with that. There's sure. you know there, there's a there's a, a level of. Of, of of extra things that are coming into play when it comes to some of these teams playing. Like Cincinnati has the momentum, whether you want to believe it or not, because, and the only reason why is because, again, they're, they're counted out in this matchup. They're counted out. The Rams are getting all the hoopla that they have all the stars. They have all the, you know, <clears throat> uh, the defense, the offense, the whole nine, Matthew Stafford, blah, blah, blah. Again, you know that's where Cincinnati's going to steal some luck away from LA. You know.
1: Well, you know he mentioned that the Bengals got annihilated by the Chargers.
0: They didn't get
1: annihilated. In fact, the Chargers were actually up twenty-three to nothing at one point. The Bengals made it a twenty-three to thirteen game at the half, and then it was a twenty-three uh, to twenty-two game going into the fourth quarter when the Bengals uh were driving to take the lead and then they fumbled the ball away and then the Chargers proceeded to score 17 unanswered points in the fourth. So it, it is what it is, but I got one last take from Mr. Nick Wright who we hate on this show. Um I despise him. I think he's a hack. Uh, I'm just going to say it again. Uh Nick Wright, I don't know how he got famous, uh but he's definitely not talented. So here's one last take from Mr. Nick Wright.
2: I don't see how they can do it. Uh, I think the only path they have to being competitive is Matt Stafford throwing three or more interceptions. I don't think he will. I think the Rams roll them. And, Wilds, I am surprised you are going Cincinnati. And the reason I – or I believe you're going Cincinnati, and I'm surprised for this reason. I thought you would agree with me on this point. This is Aaron Donald's moment. Aaron Donald, you were big on him last year about how the Rams didn't win last year because Aaron Donald was hurt. He's crying on the sideline. And now the Bengals have a Sophie's Choice on that offensive line. Do we double Aaron Donald? Well, we have to. Okay. And we, heard, we had Coach O yesterday being like, here's all they got to do. You double Aaron Donald and you double Von Miller and you shade coverage to Cooper Cup." Well, you, you, what, what you, I'm sorry, and you, and you deal with – I had it backwards. You double Von Miller, you double Aaron Donald. Okay, you're running out of offensive linemen, guys. You're running out of people in order to be able to run your offense. So I, think, I don't know yep. if Aaron Donald's going to win Super Bowl MVP, but what I do believe is going to happen is this, Wilds. There are going to be a lot of sacks where – is it Collinsworth on the game? I'm not sure who's calling the game. Where uh, whomever the I think it's Collinsworth. Where Collinsworth's like, oh, Aaron Donald didn't get credit, but man, Aaron Donald caused that sack. Where Aaron Donald collapses the pocket, and all of a sudden someone comes in off the edge. I think this is his moment. I think the Rams front annihilates okay. the Bengals front, and for that reason, I, I think the Rams end up rolling them. You agree? Okay,
0: I totally.
1: The Rams
2: have a good defense. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and take a hot take on that and say that they're com- I, I, he's completely wrong. Leonard Floyd can be won on a one-on-one matchup. Von Miller can be won on a one-on-one matchup with some help from a fullback or whatever you know, whatever you want to, however which you want to pull it. Right. That leaves you Aaron Donald. So w- yes, the the Cincinnati Bengals O-line is ranked 25th, including playoffs, against pass coverage. Um... And for that matter, the the Rams are, are ranked in the top ten. Uh, you still, you, if you can win individual matchups, you can take the heat, because cause you saw Burrow get hit in, yeah. in in the you know Tennessee Titans game. He got walloped. He got walloped in that game, yeah. and you know what? They still won. That's the yeah. thing. So I could I still see it's a very winnable game. I don't see that defensive front uh, against that offensive front. You know, O line. I don't see it being a problem because if you could win, again, if you can win these individual matchups, fine. Ramsey, you pick your poison. Sometimes these guys, you know, I read the Rams pulling five linemen on the front. Pick your poison. Go one on one with Jalen Ramsey. Well,
1: let's not
0: not
1: kid ourselves. Either Ramsey got torched by Mike Evans. He
0: did. He did. He absolutely did. Mike Evans. But you know what? Him and Mike Evans have like a a long-standing beef. You know. Because he when he, was, when he was he was played in Jacksonville, you know he, he, he they they got it, they got into it plenty of times. He you know, but but you know Mike Evans is a different type of receiver. He's six five. He's
1: bigger. You know,
0: he's a way big. He's way bigger. He's six five
1: that Jamar Chase is more electric than Mike Evans.
0: But you have Weddle. You have safeties that can come and help, bro. That's the problem. You can but you could take away that electricity, but on one-on-one balls, who's going to win? You know, is it going to be Jamar Chase or Mike Evans against Ramsey? It's going to be Evans by far.
1: Eric Weddle is 95 years old, so I'm not real concerned.
0: That's fine, him. but you like I said, you look at the last three games. He came just for this run. You yeah. look at the last three games, he's been absolutely foundational in that in that defense you know he anchors the back end bro you have to you you, you got to give credit where credit's due you know fine he's 95 but his iq is off the charts he runs but that defense when he's on there
1: why are we discussing von miller like he's still the von miller defensive player of the year
0: Let because he just you. he randomly showed up bro he literally ran the last five games from regular season going into the playoffs he all of a sudden showed up and you know what i think You'll start seeing this kind of production from marquee players that used to be. Um, and the reason why is because they hold themselves back. Kind of like LeBron taking time off during the, the, the regular season to make a playoff push and then go absolutely ham in the playoffs. Something similar to that is what I see happening in football. Okay.
1: So now, uh, before we get to some of our other things, I think our guest is getting a little tired, so we're going to we're gonna jump up this to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Superlatives, and we're going to have a little bit of fun with this uh, as we welcome uh, our guest onto the show. Uh, say hello, Shreff, to our listeners. Yeah. Wow, a little bit more pep in your step there. All right. <laughs> All right. Super Bowl Superlatives, you've been prepped with the names, So I'm going to um, – or not Superlatives, I'm sorry, Word Association. I'm going to tell you – I'm going to name a player, and you say the first thing that comes to mind when I name that player. Okay. All right, Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. Okay, and why is he uh, Joe Cool, in your opinion? Cool as ice when he's playing. Okay, all right. All right Macaulay Calkin. <laughs> What's that? Macaulay Calkin. <laughs> Home Alone. I wish my parents disappeared. Ah, uh, Jesse Bates. A whole cheese pizza just for me. <laughs> this is the one that looks like a rapper. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> he looks like
0: a rapper. The <laughs> baby.
1: What's that? The baby. The baby. Oh. looks like he's about to drop an album. Okay, uh, Sean
0: McVay. He looks very GQ. Mm. I hope not go sexy. Stunt double for Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. He ain't that big, man. (laughs) I know, I know. But he
0: looks mean in the face.
1: Oh, Sean McVad, you know.
0: That was a a game, man. Oh, man. Getting a little warm in here.
1: Uh, (laughs) Hotel Beckham. He looks like a party boy. Okay, party boy. What, uh, what what do you have to say, uh, Thor, or Sam, about uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr.?
0: I don't know, man. Nothing <laughs> really. <laughs> Nothing. He's lucky he's playing. This <laughs> game yeah, is. You know what I call a diva? That's what I. That's a word uh, Yeah, is. for
1: sure. For sure. All right, Cooper Cup. Looks
0: like a big teddy bear.
1: Why a teddy bear? I
0: don't know. He's got that fluffy um beard.
1: Beard. All right. Two stuff Wes Walker. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go uh poor man's uh no, I don't know. I don't actually I don't have, I don't know if I was actually you know what, I would say a rich man's Eric Decker.
0: Yeah, or I would have said like he was like probably like, you know, uh, TJ Watts, like you know, second cousin that was working the back of the farm with that beard.
1: Yeah, he does look like he does look like one of he does look like one of uh, he does look like one of Watts' like farm boy uh, cousins. You... Like a
0: farmhand, right oh, on Watts' farm. You get one of
1: these.
0: <laughs> Hawaii, super necessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right. Super um, necessary. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, who else? We got, uh, we got Aaron Donald. He
0: looks like, um, I don't know. <laughs> the African-American Terminator. There you go. There you
1: go. I was going to say, uh, what, what's, uh, what's Eddie Murphy's character's name in uh, Coming to America?
0: Oh, he's Prince. Uh, oh, shit. What
1: the hell is he uh... Like one of his bodyguards. That'd yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. That would, that, you know, for sure. he belongs it. like he's next in line for next in line for Wakanda.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, and uh, finally Zach Taylor. Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. Okay.
0: He looks like he failed the Top Gun. You know, cut off. Like he was the last person to audition. They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, we can't go with this guy. Sorry. if so Zach
1: Taylor's Maverick? Is Joe Burrow Goose? And is Zach Taylor? Gonna no, get
0: him? no, he's definitely not Maverick for sure. There's no way in hell he's Maverick. Hundred and ten percent. All right, he's not Maverick at all. He's, he's the guy that 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 auditioned to be the stunt double for Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> A little thick in the face to be Maverick. Mm. <laughs> You've got all to have right. the Mission Impossible in, him in order for him to pull off Maverick. All yeah. right. That was our Super Bowl uh,
1: word association. That went somewhat smooth. It was a little choppy. That's okay. It was like one of those uh, rap remixes that's been chopped and screwed. Um, you know, a little, uh, little just off uh, My wife for coming in and uh, and uh, playing the game with us. That was awesome. Um, all right. All um, right. Let me let me say, you know, we have two coaches in this league or in the Super Bowl that are under the age of forty. They are the youngest. When is um, the
0: last time something like that happened?
1: I don't know. No, never. This is, they are the youngest. combined so I, I
0: know Tomlin was pretty young when he played in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, when they co- when he coached, he
1: was he was, was thirty six when he won the Super Bowl, but he beat a coach on the other sideline that was. I think, in his, like, 40s or uh, upper 40s. So I think this is the lowest combined ages of of, uh, coaches in the Super Bowl history because
0: Zach Taylor is only 38 and Sean McVay is 36. That's pretty nuts. That means – that just kind of shows you where the NFL is going with their coaches and the movement that they're beginning to kind of sort of pull your old heads, your Arians, your Peyton's gone, you know, uh, Arians, Belichick. Uh, you know, these, these other guys that now Andy Reid Zimmer no longer has a job. Right. So these guys that have kind of pulled the, the, you know, uh, they, they, they pulled the league for as long as they could with their coaching. Now they're, they're losing their jobs to guys that are a lot younger than them. Even Salah for that matter is pretty young, you know?
1: Yes. He is Um, All right, so Carson Palmer, uh, and I don't have the audio, but I do have the transcript here. He was on Brother from Another, um, and I believe, Sherry, you heard a portion of this uh, while we were prepping for the show. But Carson Palmer was on the show talking uh, about uh, Joe Burrow and how he's really interested, and it's going to be very interesting after this game is over. And, And he went on to say, that if he's Joe Burrow, he's going to be watching very closely what the Bengals do. And are they going to spend on the cheap? Do they want to win? Or is just getting to the Super Bowl once good enough? And that Joe Burrow should keep his options open, that his contract's coming up in two years or so. And if the Bengals don't do enough to win, that he should look at leaving. And I'm like, in my mind, Parson Palmer forced his way out of Cincinnati and he wasn't, he was okay in Cincinnati, but he had a loaded team, a couple seasons in Cincinnati and he couldn't get the job done. And then he forced his way out of Cincinnati. He was shit in Oakland for two years before Arians kind of resurrected him for one season in Arizona when they went to the NFC championship game and then got the doors blown off him by Carolina. Um, so what do you make of Palmer basically saying to Burrow, hey, to, uh, you know, keep your options open, maybe maybe Cincinnati? I, I
0: think I, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, he probably shouldn't have done it on a public platform, but I think the advice is sound, and I'll tell you why. Because young quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks, as you know this, right, they age well, they do well. Um, some that are, that do well are able to maximize their contracts. (laughs) Others, others are stuck, you know, you know, in whatever, you know, contract pattern that they've been in. Right. Um, I think the the, the new NFL is going to be the new NBA where players are signing shorter term contracts to maximize their time and their money. And they can do, and if they feel that they can do better elsewhere, that they will. The thing is, I think the Bengals will pay Burrow even if another team comes calling and he has a chance to go somewhere else. I think they'll pay him what he has to get paid because, you know, he is, you know, once in a lifetime type of talent. You know, he's your franchise quarterback. You don't get many of these, right? So I would say you stay invested, as invested as you can. But at the same time, I don't knock him for looking for more money and a better situation if the Bengals can't do it for him, to be honest with you i can't be ma- i can't be mad at him for not being Aaron rodgers and sticking around uh, you know multiple years you know with the 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 g m and and a team that won't build talent around him you know um there's been plenty of players that have gone through that. I don't think the new generation of n f l players and especially quarterbacks i don't think they should have to fall into these older older player monologues where you know and, and the person that broke it. Frankly, I'll be completely honest with you, for this generation, the person, that, the, the people that broke it was, see, Peyton Manning going to Denver wasn't his fault. It was the Colts' fault. The Colts, you know, said peace out, and that's why he left and he did well. Brady leaving while still playing at a high level, leaving and going to Tampa Bay and winning a championship, it just shows that, you know, it shows the new this new generation of quarterbacks that you don't have to stick around with your team forever if they're not doing right by you.
1: Well, right, but Tampa Bay – or, I'm sorry, Tom Brady got tired of carrying New England because they weren't putting pieces around him on offense uh, where he could win with. When your best receiver is Chris Hogan and you don't have an all-pro running back, uh, you know, you're not going to do anything. But here's where I think Carson Palmer is wrong here. Joe Burrow in his second season – last year was his rookie year. Okay, he hurts his knee. Okay, fine. But Joe Burrow in his second season is in the Super Bowl. So why are you coming out and saying, hey, if I'm Burrow, I'm looking at what they're going to do. Haven't they done what they wanted? Everybody in the world, everybody in the world said, go draft Panay Sewell, defensive tackle at the fifth pick. Who did they listen to, the Bengals? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow said, get me Jamar Chase. Get me Jamar Chase. They got Jamar Chase. They are in the Super Bowl. They surrounded him. They surrounded Burrow with T. Higgins. They already had Mixon. They already had Tyler Boyd. They still went out and drafted T. Higgins. Then they went out and drafted Jamar Chase also the year after that. Carson Palmer is saying the Bengals should splurge on free agency and do what the Rams do. You know what? Not, there's not a single fucking team – that does it like the Rams. The Rams have no first-round draft picks for seven years. Seven years they don't they don't have a first-round draft pick till 2026 or so or 2027. They don't have a first-round draft pick. If no team mortgages their entire future to to get a bunch of players and win now, the Rams did it fine. They win a Super Bowl at some point, not this year. But I hope they win a Super Bowl at some point so they have something to show for it. But you look at the Chiefs. You look at the Patriots. The Patriots never went out and spent big money. They won. They they went to nine Super Bowls and won six. They never went out and, and splurged on all the best free agents. They drafted guys. Uh, the Chiefs draft people. And like well, the Bengals do it like the Rams. And so Joe, they're committed to winning. You know what? I think they're going to be winning during the Super Bowl this year. And I think in the offseason, they're going to address the offensive line. And they'll do it via the draft. And,
0: I mean, however, which way they do it, right? You know, if, if he, like, let's say for saying's sake, he, he loses in the Super Bowl. All right? Just for saying sake. Like, let's say for saying's sake, he loses in the Super Bowl. And next year, they don't do as well. And the year after that, they don't do as well. And then the year after that, they finally are doing well, and they're coming up to, like, five years on Burrow, right? Um, You know, can Cincinnati give Burrow exactly what he needs? You know, and and I think, they'll like I said, it's a no-brainer. They'll continue to do that. As long as they continue to do that, he's going to stick around. But I think, like, these NFL players are going to go with these shorter-term contracts that are loaded so that they can make more money in the short term and bank out, you know, in the long term. Because, you know, they're constantly, these guys are getting hit nonstop, right? They're constantly getting compared to MLB contracts and NBA contracts where, you know, uh, yeah, you play more games. Sure, it's more physically demanding in certain aspects, right? But, you know, these guys are getting paid leaps. So NFL will start start moving into that direction where you know they'll start accepting things like this right things that you wouldn't have think of like you would think that the, the nfl because of the the lifespan of certain positional players is so short they would go for like a six-year contract right the problem is with the nfl they give you guaranteed money your guaranteed money could be done by year between <laughs> signing bonus and everything else it could be gone you know that six-year contract means trash
1: let me ask you, is, is because I know what you're saying about NFL players, but that doesn't pertain to the quarterback. That might pertain to a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a wide receiver or whatever. But quarterbacks, when you see Mahomes signing a 10-year deal, when you see other guys like Dak Prescott signing seven, eight-year deals, do you really think Mahomes or, or Burroughs are going to be like, okay, well, give me give me the three-year deal worth, you know, $30 million a year and guarantee 70 70- of it. No, I I just don't No, so what
0: Maho- what what Burrow would, would be doing is Burrow would be like, you know what, give me the same salary yearly salary as Mahomes for the first three years and give me the fourth year option and I can go sign a ten year somewhere else, I'm that good. You know, I can go to another team and sign that ten year and be cool with it, but I want to make as much money as the guy that's making money right now. And he has the leverage to do that. With a Super Bowl appearance, he has the leverage to do something like that.
1: He does, but I just don't see him being so unhappy like Carson Palmer was that he
0: forces his
1: way out of Cincinnati. Uh, you know, the Bengals moved on from Andy Dalton. Uh, they realized what Dalton was, and they, they realized that they, they, they couldn't go any further with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. And, and to an extent, Carson Palmer he was okay. He was the number one pick, but he was just okay. He, he, you know, you look at what he did in Arizona, he had one really good season. Then what did he do the next season? So I, I, I just don't think Carson Palmer is in a position to kind of say his experience in Cincinnati because he had a loaded team, man. you People forget, not only did he have Chad Johnson – and T.J. Hushbandada, but he also had Chris Henry before he died. Chris Henry was a was a beast of a player. He had running backs like Cedric Benson and Rudy Johnson, and he had a decent. He had a really good defense uh, the, the years he played. And in Arizona, you know he he had thirty five touchdowns, eleven interceptions. That was the year that Arizona made the NFC Championship game. The next year, he goes six eight and one, and he throws twenty six touchdowns, fourteen picks. And sees his stats taken those mean he's out of the league a year later. So I, you know, it is what it is. Uh, to me, Carson uh, Carson also throws a lot of through a lot of interceptions. You know, he runs his mouth about the Bengals because he forced his way out. I don't have a lot of respect for him or his opinions. All right, um, let's get to this um, Super Bowl MVP. All right, all right, let's go around the room here. Super Bowl. Who's your pick? Who is going to win MVP of the game? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. All right. So Shreya says Joe Burrow. Sam,
0: I'm going to go with Cooper Cup.
1: All right. So 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 then we get to the picks. It sounds like based on who your pick is, you think the Rams are going to win this game.
0: I do. I hope I'm wrong. I'm ho- I okay. hope I'm wrong.
1: Uh, Super Bowl MVP. I'm going with Tyler Boyd. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game, but Boyd is going to be key in this. I think so much attention is going to be paid to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins that Boyd kind of operates underneath in the slot, and I I, I could see Boyd having this kind of, kind of stat line: seven catches, ninety yards, and a touchdown. And I, I think that Tyler Boyd's going to shock. I mean. You know, if he has seven catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown, but Burrow throws for like 275, three touchdowns, no picks, then Burrow's probably going to win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's
0: why I said in order in order to be a receiver that's winning like uh, the, the MVP, you have to have like a James White type of game, you know, or a Jerry Rice kind of game when he had like 10 catches for 183 Correct. yards. Correct, but like James White found the end zone like three times for, for, yeah. for Fal- I mean, for the the Patriots that year against the Falcons. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, so, all right, uh, Sam, who is one of your uh, – who's who's an X factor for you? Who, who's someone under the radar that you think is going to play a huge role in the game?
0: I think um, for, uh, they, they have Henderson coming back. Um, I think the trio of Michelle – Akers, and Henderson is going to play a key role in how far they can get their, you know, open up the pass game for themselves, right? So, you know, you always hear about it, you know, from defenses. In order to open up the pass game, you have to be able to have an effective run game. And, uh, you know, I think those guys, you know, if they do their job, uh, they might open up something for Cup Odell, Higby, things of that nature, Van Jefferson.
1: Okay, okay. I'm going with uh, Jackson Carmen, left guard, Cincinnati Bengals. Rookie left guard has split time there, but has really come on the last four games of the regular season and then the playoffs. Uh, Did not grade super high uh, during the regular season uh, by pro football focus, Uh, but uh, in the last two games in the playoffs, uh, his grade was 86.4 compared to his regular season grade of 56.3. He is going to be tasked mostly with keeping Aaron Donald off of Joe Burrow. And if Jackson Carmen holds up, and he's a big boy, he's 6'5", 340 pounds, if he can help keep Burrow clean, I think Jackson Carmen. If if he if Jackson Carmen goes out there and gets absolutely destroyed by Aaron Donald, uh, things might get a little dicey. But if Carmen, can I'm not saying Carmen will go out and dominate Aaron Donald, but if Carmen can hold his own, I, I think I think the Bengals will have a real shot at pulling off the upset. You there?
0: Yep. yep. No, I, I'm sorry. I was talking on mute. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, like I said, those one on one matchups, if you can hold your own and if you can uh, you know uh, make sure that at least you're not taking the big hits, big sacks, you know things of that nature, if you're not messing up your quarterback completely you're, it's a win, I would say but it, you know what I'm sorry to say this, but Aaron Donald deserves a double team every single time now he the guy is absolutely out of his skull. The the problem is, out of eighty snaps, you know, defensive snaps, you can have someone like Donald go completely nuts, or someone like Von Miller go completely nuts. Maybe three, four snaps, you can have Leonard Floyd go off. You know, five, eight snaps. Right. That's the problem. So if the if the if the Bengals O line can win these one on one matchups on Floyd and Miller, you're gonna have to double team Aaron Donald. That's fine. But can if I, you could win the one-on-one matchups with Floyd and, and Miller.
1: Can I just ask you a question here? Uh, why is everybody so high on Leonard Floyd? Why does everybody make the assumption that he is a stud outside linebacker? He's not.
0: He's not a stud at all. I don't, I don't believe that for one bit. You know, he was good when he was on the Vikings. Um, he was on the Bears. I'm sorry, the Bears. But you know what? Double-check. I th- I think he was on the Vikings for a year as well. But re- regardless, right? So the NFC North team, you know, he was good when he was on the Bears. You know, the thing is the guy can still blow up for two, three plays a game. Right? He still has that ability. He's not who he was. He's a, he's a little bit older now, I believe.
1: Well, no, um, so here, here's, here's the thing. He's 29, but his stats have improved since he got to the Rams. In Chicago, he – Chicago got rid of him after four seasons because this was his production. Seven sacks, four and a half sacks, four sacks, three sacks. Uh, Tackle-wise, he was averaging about 45 tackles a season, okay, 48 tackles a season. He comes to L.A. where there's other stars there, right? He doesn't have to be the guy. There's more focus on other players. He has ten and a half sacks last year. He had nine and a half this year. He had 70 tackles. Uh, he had seven tackles for loss this year. But floor- no, he,
0: he, That's what I'm saying. See, he's not an all-world beater type of, you know, defensive player. Uh, he's, he, but like I said, he can still blow up a couple of plays. You know, danger, he's dangerous enough to blow up a couple of plays because he's not great. He can be good just for a couple for a couple of plays a game. You know, he can be very good. But it, it, it helps that he has a very competent line around him that puts enough pressure. He still can get pressure on the quarterback. Don't get it twisted. He still can because you have Miller and Donald and you know everybody else and their mother to worry about.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not sold on Von Miller anymore. Von Miller when he was the
0: Broncos was all world.
1: That was three seasons ago, I don't think. I, I think Von Miller. Yeah, but see,
0: these guys, the problem is they don't live off their, their accolades anymore, right? You know, they're on, they're in the twilight of their careers, the, the Von Millers and people of that nature. Right. But, you know, he can still blow up, again, he can still blow up a couple plays in a game. And if it's at the right time and the right place, he might be, con- he might be like, oh, yeah, well, I should have known that Von Miller, blah, blah, blah.
1: <clears throat> All right, let's get to our picks. Uh, tell me who's gonna win and by how much. All
0: right, let's start with you. Seth. Can't you make that call? Uh, you know, I think I think it's gonna be a close close game. You know, I think whichever team wins is gonna win by field goal you or less. You
1: think are up as your Super Bowl MVP? So come on, see, so Rams by three. Is that what you're calling with? Brams I'm
0: thinking Super Bowl Super I mean Super Bowl winner, whoever it is, it's gonna be by I'm field on. goal or less.
1: Throw some balls and make the pick.
0: Super Bowl is going to be, uh, whoever the winner is, it's going to be by a field goal or less.
1: All right, Shreya, who's going to win and by how much? Burrow.
0: No, not Burrow. Uh, What team is going to win? Yeah, there you go. There's your answer.
1: (laughs) Burrow's the MVP. Okay. And how much are the Bengals going to win by?
0: Okay. So based on your, the answer of your first question, you should not even accept the second answer at all.
1: <laughs> burrow, just borrow by himself is going to win. Uh, I have the Bengals by two in the Super Bowl. I see the Bengals
0: winning the game 26-24. Uh, 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 so what's funny is that I was reading an article. The Simpsons predicted this in an episode. They did. A 34-31 win by the, the Bengals. Yeah, thirty
1: four thirty one win, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? The Simpsons have been right about a lot of stuff. I feel like the writers for that show went back in time. They have a time machine and they come back and they add shit to the show. But that's all the time we have. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh we'll cover a lot of shit on Monday. We'll cover uh you know, sea fights from the weekend, we'll cover the obviously cover the Super Bowl. I'll either be very depressed on Monday or very jubilant, so we'll see. Uh, But thanks, everybody, for listening.